know, follow through in your own Bibles. Um, but I'll just read the scriptures uh, to us this morning. It's from the book of Lamentations chapter, Lamentations chapter 3, and I'll be reading from verses 22 to 23. Uh, remember what we are looking at is knowing the God that we worship. And this morning we are looking at worshipping a faithful God. And that's the theme, what we are looking at this morning, worshipping a faithful God. And in Lamentations chapter 3 from verse 22 to 23, and he says this, for those that have got the church Bibles, if not, this is what the scripture says. Verse 22 says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. And look at verse 23. This is, I think, a great verse of scripture that reminds us of God's faithfulness. He says, they are new every morning. That is the mercies and the faithfulness and the things that come from him. They are new every morning. And he says, great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. And Father, we just ask this morning for the next few minutes that you will indeed speak into our hearts and help us to see that you are really a faithful God who has called us to worship you and who wants to have a real relationship with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, for the past few Sundays, for those who have been with us, if you remember, we just concluded a sermon, a part of our sermon series we'll be looking at, knowing the God that we worship. And we've been looking at worshiping a holy God, and we know what that meant to us, uh, what we gain from knowing God as a holy God. But then we are moving on from that, and we are looking at worshiping a faithful God. Uh, throughout the week, as I was preparing this message, it was a subject that was very strong on my heart. We've been talking about knowing the God that we worship, and we've seen that our God is indeed a holy God. But it doesn't stop there, because we're trying to explore other aspects of God to see who God is. If I don't know that God is holy, it will affect how I approach him. If I don't know that God is faithful, it will approach how, affect how I approach him and also will affect what I receive or maybe when I'm going through trials, how I respond when trouble and trials come. So the subject of faithfulness is very important for us as Christians in our understanding of God and not only our understanding of who God is, but also in our understanding of how we relate to one another. And I want you to think about this for a minute this morning. Every marriage vow that is broken, every promise that is not fulfilled, or maybe every debt that is not paid, every promised prayer that is said, I'm going to pray for someone that is not prayed, every single one of them border on this problem issue of faithfulness. And if there's anything that humans are, especially in the times that we live in, not just in the times that we live in, but right through the ages, it is we humans are very unfaithful. But then if there's anything that God is, it is faithful. And that's why we can rejoice that though humans may be unfaithful, but we can come to God as a God who is faithful. Someone said this to me, that actually there was a time when uh, for you to seal a business deal, all it takes is just a handshake 
and a promise. And that is it. The deal is done. You can hold me to my words and I can hold you to your words. And we shake our hands and we say that this is a done deal. There was also a time we know that when that promise between couples till death do us part meant a lot. But we know today that promises are no longer kept. Things are no longer what they used to be. As if as the days go by or as the years roll by, people are becoming more and more unfaithful. And that's the condition that we found ourselves in. But let's not forget that this is nothing new. It's always been there in the Bible. And that's why Solomon, I think when you go to the book of Proverbs chapter 20, and I want you to listen to what he says in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 6. He says, most men will proclaim each, each one his own goodness. But then he says this, and I love this part of the scripture. He says, but who can find a faithful man? Most people will proclaim their own goodness. But the question is, who can find a faithful man? And that is the challenge. People say things and they don't live up to it. People make promises to us and they fail in their promises. People tell you things, you believe them. But then the next few weeks, the next few months, you discover that what they have said is not actually what you find to be true. But for us as Christians and our relationship with God, there is one whose word we know is his bond. There is one who we can completely trust in everyone, in everything. One who is faithful in all things, not just from the beginning, but who will be faithful to the very end. And that's why part of God's character as we are examining this subject is that he is indeed a faithful God. And when we come to worship him, we are worshiping him not because he is a holy God. We are worshiping him because he is also a faithful God. I want you to think about some of the things that maybe makes you break your promises or maybe puts you in a position where you are no longer as faithful as you should be. Things like selfish desires, things like fear, things like maybe weaknesses, loss of interest. You know, sometimes you've seen marriages break and one person says, well, I'm no longer interested. And all of a sudden, they're no longer faithful. And you wonder. Things like strong temptations. Now, those are the things that make us as humans sometimes not as faithful as we should be. But none of these things affect God. Because in God, there is no selfish desire. In God, there is no fear. In God, there is no weakness. In our God, he doesn't lose interest in us. He doesn't start with us and then all of a sudden walks away from us or abandons us as the one who has called us. And that's why we can completely rely on him because God is not man. There's this wonderful scripture in the book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19. And some of us know this scripture, but I want us to think about this scripture again. And he says this, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. And listen to this, he says, has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? And that is a wonderful scripture that sums up who God is. That God is not like us. If he says something, he will do it. He's not the son of man that he should repent. The word repent there means to turn around. You know, when you say you're going to do something and all of a sudden you change your mind and say, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. He says, God is not like that. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make good 
his promises. So that gives me confidence. And that should give you confidence to know that God is not like any one of us. God is apart from us. All the qualities that we need in terms of faithfulness can actually be found in our God. But the question is, what does it mean to be faithful? If I were to ask you this morning, what does faithful mean to you as a person? I'm sure many of us will give maybe different definitions of what that word faithful means. Some of us might say, well, it means to be reliable. It means to be trustworthy. It means to commit yourself to something and then see it through till the very end. Now, all these definitions are quite good. But the interesting thing about that word faithful is when you go to the Old Testament and you look at the Hebrew word for faithful, it's interesting because it actually comes from a root word from which we get the word amen in the Bible. And that root word meant to confirm something. It meant to support something. And of course, we know that amen means so be it. You know, when we pray in Jesus' name, we pray and we say amen. What we are simply saying is so be it. So what we are saying is that every one of God's promises are amen. In other words, they are confirmed and they are certain. So you can see in the Old Testament where that root word is coming from. So when you're saying where God is faithful, what you're saying is that God confirms what he says. What you're saying is that God stands by what he says. What you're saying again is that whatever comes from God, so will it be and is never going to change. And the interesting thing again is then when you come to the New Testament, you now see something else again about that word faithful. Because in the New Testament, that word faithful comes from the Greek word pistos. And what that word means or what it uses to describe is the reliability that we find in our God. Actually, it's used about 15 times in the New Testament to describe who God is. So that tells us something about the God that we serve. In the book of Psalm 119, and this is in verse 90, listen to what he says in Psalm 119, verse 90, talking about the faithfulness of God. He says, your faithfulness endures to all generations So that means God doesn't start being faithful to one generation and then abandons his faithfulness to the next generation. God wouldn't start being faithful to me and then abandon his faithfulness to my children and to my children's children as long as we stay faithful as well to him. He says, you establish the earth and it abides. Another scripture in Genesis, we know this one so well, in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 that talks about as while the earth remains. He said, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Now that talks about reliability, that God is saying, as long as this earth remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest. And that's what we are singing in our song, great is thy faithfulness. Winter, summer, whatever the seasons, God does not change. And that is what it means to serve a faithful God. So God being faithful simply means that he will stand behind his word. He's going to remain constant in spite of the circumstances. And we all know this. Circumstances do change. People's situations do change. Somebody might make a promise to you, and then the next minute he says, you know what, my situation has changed. And so I'm no longer able to fulfill the promise that I have made to you. And people do this, but no matter what changes around us, 
God's promises never changes. God's love for you never changes. God looks at you and says, things may change around you, but I will not change. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, this is another wonderful scripture. Listen to what this scripture says. It says, therefore, know that the Lord your God is the faithful God. Who keeps covenant? You see that? This is what God does. People can break covenants, but God keeps covenant. And he says, and mercy for a thousand generations will those who love him and keep his commandments. And that is who he is. He keeps covenant with those who love him and those who keep his commandments. I remember in the story of the children of Israel with Joshua, when Joshua was about to die, you know, when a man is about to die, he always shares his heart either with the people around him. I remember when my father died, one of the things that he did was he sent for me and called me into the hospital and I was by his bed and he started to share his heart with me, started to tell me things about life. I was very young at the time and was telling me things that I didn't even understand, not until later. Started telling me things about my mom and my relationship with my mom and all of that. And Joshua did the same thing. But the interesting thing that Joshua did was he had to talk to the children of Israel only about the faithfulness of God. And that shows you how important that was to Joshua. Listen to what he says in Joshua chapter 23 and verse 14. You can read this as well when you get home. He says this in Joshua 23 and verse 14. He says, Behold this day. I am going the way of all the earth. He was about to die. And he says, And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. He says, All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Think about that for a second. A dying man looking at the people of Israel. Because it was, he knew that there will be challenges. They will be tempted to abandon God and things will happen when they begin to question the promises of God. But as he lay dying, he looks at them and says to them, remember in your hearts that not one thing has failed of the promises that God has spoken concerning you. He says, all have come to pass. It was an appeal to trust in God. It was an appeal to hold on to the faithful God. No matter what happens around you. It's an appeal to keep praising that God. Even if you think that his promises are not being fulfilled in your life. But I mean some of us as we are listening to this. You might be wondering. Yes we know that God is faithful. Okay so but what does God's faithfulness mean to me as a person? What does God's faithfulness mean to us as a church? How does that affect my relationship with God when I come to him, when I come to serve him? I'm going to give us just about three things on that point, or roughly about three or four, and then we will close on this. And and this is how God's faithfulness affects you as a person, or what it means to me as a person. And the first thing I want you to think about is this, that because the God we serve is faithful, we can have confidence when we pray. Because the God we serve, and this is what God's faithfulness means to me, and I think it should be what it also means for you. Because my God is faithful, I can have confidence when I pray. How many people come to the place of prayer, and you will see they actually lack confidence in prayer. They are not quite sure if God is listening or not. They are not quite sure if their prayers are being answered or not. 
they are wondering and thinking, well, can, does God really keep his promise? Can God do what he really says that he is going to do? But God's faithfulness means to me, means to us as a church, that we can have confidence when we pray to this God. In the book of Psalm 14 and verse 31, and I love the way the psalmist put it in Psalm 14 and verse 31. He says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. And listen to this. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness. So it's like a man who is making an appeal to the faithfulness of God. It's like a child looking at his father and saying, Dad, I know that you always keep your word. And so I'm calling on you now to do what you have said you will do. So you can see the confidence with which the psalmist came to God. And that's why I said God's faithfulness actually means that we can come to him and we can pray with confidence. And that's why the psalmist, when you think about this psalm that I've just read to us, it actually reflects his knowledge of God, that God is indeed a faithful God. That because God had answered prayers in the past, that same God is going to answer his prayers now. And so he was holding on to God. He says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness, not in your holiness. We've looked at that, but then you see what faithfulness does. Faithfulness makes you come to this God with so much confidence that I know you are faithful and you will do what you said. Go again to Psalm 50. In verse 15, and I love the way the psalmist again put this in Psalm 50 verse 15. He says, call upon me in the day of trouble. And this is God speaking. He says, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Can you see that? And this is what we do when we are in trouble. If you don't have confidence that God is faithful, when you are in trouble, you wouldn't come to God. You'll be thinking, are you sure that this God actually does what he says? But he says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will, is a promise, deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Go again to Psalm 91, and in verse 15, you see something again, telling us about prayer, and faithfulness, and confidence. He says there, you shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him, and honor him. So you can see promises. God is saying, you come to me. So why are people not coming with confidence? Why do we doubt that our God, truly we keep his promises? And like I said, it goes back to the problem of faithfulness sometimes. And maybe we've come to a point where we don't think that this God truly is who he says he is. This God is reliable. That this God, everything he says is yes and it is Amen. When God was speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 12, I love what God said to Jeremiah there. He says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. In other words, he's saying, I'm a faithful God. I can listen to you when you talk to me. And because you're faithful, because God is faithful, then I can pray to him with so much confidence. Some of us need to rediscover our confidence in prayer. Sometimes when I find myself in a position when I'm beginning to wonder or maybe I'm questioning some things about promises of God and what, how he works in my life, what I do is I go back to this subject of faithfulness and I remind myself again, and that's what's been going through my heart all week. God is faithful. And because he's faithful, I can come to him and pray with confidence. 
The second thing what God's faithfulness means to you and also should mean to me is that because my God is faithful, we can overcome evil and temptation. Sometimes we don't make that connection between the faithfulness of God and overcoming evil and temptation. Remember there's a scripture in the book of 2 Thessalonians, actually when Paul was writing to the Thessalonian Christians, he said this to them in verse 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. He says, but the Lord is faithful. So he's making an appeal to God's faithfulness. He says, who will establish you? But he doesn't stop there. He says, and guard you from the evil one. So the protection that God gives us, the deliverance he gives us from the evil one, is because he is faithful and nothing more. And that's why I said, that's what it means to us. Because he's a faithful God, he will keep us from evil and he will also help us to overcome temptation. We say the Lord's Prayer a lot in this church and um, there's that phrase in the Lord's Prayer, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now we can pray that prayer with confidence because we know that God is faithful. And so God will say to us, because I am faithful, I will guard your steps. So it's like a father who is watching his child. And before you make a mistake, there God does is that he takes you out of that situation. Before you falter and fall, God is watching to protect you. And so when we falter or when we find ourselves doing things that we ought not to do, maybe we've lost sight that this God is so faithful that he's willing to keep us from evil and he's willing to keep us from temptation. Do you remember when Paul was writing to the Corinthian Christians in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, what he said to them when he was talking about temptations? He said to them, he says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And I like this verse again. He says, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. You know, sometimes we say, you know what, it's too much for me. I can't take it anymore. I'm at breaking point. What I'm going through is unbearable. But then when you look at God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness reminds you and say to you, you actually can bear it. Because God is faithful, he will not give you more than you can take. And that gives me great confidence. Whatever I'm going through, I will look up to God and say, God, whatever is happening to me, you know that I can take it. And so I will come through this one. But sometimes when we lose sight of God's faithfulness, that's when we start worrying. That's when we start thinking, oh, this is beyond me. This is too great uh, a problem. I can't handle it. I'm broken. I'm shattered. Where is God in all of this? But God wants to remind you. That's why he says he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But look at the second part of that verse. It says, but with the temptation, God will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So he's not only keeping you from the temptation. Even when it's so much that you can't take it, God creates a way for you to escape. And that's why he says he will make a way of escape for you. So the question is, why don't we sometimes see the way of escape? And the answer is simple, because we've lost sight of the faithfulness of God. We are no longer looking at that God who is faithful. We are no longer coming to him, possibly and saying to him, God, you know that I can bear this. If this has come to me, because of your faithfulness, you will get me through this. You will see me through. It doesn't matter how tough and rough the storms or the sea may be. I know that your faithfulness will see me through. And I think that for us as Christians, like I said, the problem is sometimes we want to relate to God like we relate to our fellow humans. 
when we think of our own unfaithfulness, we say, well, are we sure that God will not fail us at this point or at that point? But the good thing is when I remember my, my unfaithfulness, if I should put it that way, it reminds me of God's faithfulness, that God is not man. And I think this is what Paul was trying to get to Timothy when he was writing to Timothy in the book of Second Timothy, chapter 2 and verse 13. And this is what he said to Timothy. He says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So it's like Paul writing to Timothy and saying, even if you are faithless, you haven't got faith to trust that God can see you through, that that God is faithful. He says, God still remains faithful. So my opinion about God does not change who God is. My fears about God does not change who God is and what God can do for me as a Christian. That's why he says he cannot deny himself. Because he's faithful, he will bring me through the evil one. Because he's faithful, he will help me to overcome whatever temptation that the enemy will bring across my way. Number three, what else does it mean for me as a Christian to know about God's faithfulness? And I think that because God is faithful, I can praise him. I can praise him. I'm going to ask us a question. When was the last time that you really possibly, uh, you had this spontaneous praise erupt in your spirit, even in the midst of your problems or the midst of your trials? You know, it's so easy when we are being pressed or maybe when our back is against the wall, we lose every desire to sing to God. We lose every desire to praise Him. But reflecting on God's faithfulness, what it does is that it causes us to begin to praise Him. Actually, it's been said that praise, you know, when we talk about praise, that praise is simply the consummation of enjoyment. What that simply means is when you have enjoyed something so much, what do you do? You offer praise. If you've been with someone and they've done something to you for you and you really enjoyed what they've done, the natural consequence is that you offer praise. Either you say, oh, thank you so much for what you've done. And that's why I say praise is like the consummation of enjoyment. When you have really enjoyed God and you know that this God has been faithful to you, this God has been so good to you, the natural consequence that comes from your spirit is that you will begin to praise him. And this is what the psalmist did in all of the psalms. I love the psalms so much. And that's where I go when I really want to praise God. What I do is I look at those psalms that talk about the mercies of God, the faithfulness of God. And it's like the psalmist is gradually inviting us and saying, you just come along and look at this God with me. Isn't this God beautiful? Isn't this God wonderful? Isn't this God worthy of praise? Isn't this God a great God? When you go to Psalm 89, And verse 1, listen to what he says. He says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. He says, with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sing of your mercies forever. And with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness. So you can see he has enjoyed God, the mercies of God. And he's now saying, I'm going to sing of your faithfulness to all the generations. Go again to that same psalm in verse 5. This is Psalm 89. You can read it when you get home. Such a wonderful psalm. In verse 5 he says, And the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. So you can see how he links faithfulness with praise. I have enjoyed God. He's been good to me. 
and I am going to continue to praise him. Then when you come to verse 8 of that same Psalm 89, and this is how he sums it up. He says, O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. So within one Psalm, he has made mention of God's faithfulness over and over and over again. I challenge you to read the Psalms when you get home. Psalm 89 and maybe some other Psalms. And see the faithfulness of God shining through those Psalms. And how that calls for a heart of praise. Because my God is faithful, I will sing to him. I will praise him. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. When I think about his faithfulness to me, his reliability, then my heart will break out in spontaneous praise to that God. And finally, what does it mean for me again and for you? Because God is a faithful God, we can have courage when we are afraid in our walk in this life. Because my God is faithful, I can have courage when I'm afraid. I'm not going to stand here this morning and act like I'm a super Christian, that um, I have no fears at all. It's normal, it's natural. There are times when fear grips our heart. When we think of uncertainties, when we think of the unknown, when you think of things that maybe trouble you, and all of a sudden fear strikes your heart. Now, that is normal. But then, because God is a faithful God, what he does is his faithfulness gives us courage when we are afraid. And that's why that scripture I read to us in Lamentations, which was the key text for us, is a very, actually it's one of the best verses of scripture that speaks about God's faithfulness in all of the Bible, where he says that his faithfulness or his messages are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. But for you to understand that verse of scripture, you have to understand what the book of Lamentations is all about. Because it's about the prophet Jeremiah, who was writing at a time when uh, Jerusalem actually was besieged by the Babylonians. And because Jerusalem was besieged by the Babylonians, everything was cut off. It was cut off so much for, I think, about 18 months. There was nothing to eat. Jerusalem was destroyed and people could not understand. They were questioning, where is God in all of this? And it's normal for Jeremiah, a prophet, to look up to God. If you look at the first few chapters, he actually started complaining and asking God questions. Where is he and all of that? In fact, actually, the siege got so bad that women began to kill their children and eat them for food. I don't know whether you read this in the Bible, but it's actually in Lamentations chapter 4, verse 10. If you go to Lamentations chapter 4, verse 10, and this is what he says. Check this when you get home, Lamentations 4, 10. He says, the hands of the compassionate women have cooked their own children. They became food for them in the destruction of the daughter of my people. That was how the Jerusalem was completely in disarray. The hunger was so much that the only way they could survive actually was they turned to cannibalism. And it's not something that makes for good reading, but it tells you what can happen, how desperate the situation that the, uh, that Jeremiah as a prophet found himself. And sometimes we find ourselves in these situations where for you as a person, It's not like you're in a position where you're going to eat your children, but things are so desperate. You look around you, you really don't understand what is going on. It's so tough and rough and so difficult. 
But the question then is, how did Jeremiah get through this period or this difficulty? And the answer is very simple. Jeremiah remembered God's faithfulness. In the midst of his fears, in the midst of all that was happening to him, as he saw this difficult situation, women eating their children, looking up to God and asking, but we are your people, we are a holy nation, what is going on? Jeremiah in chapter, in Lamentations chapter 3, that's the scripture we read in verse 22 and verse 23. That's when he now looked up to God and he said this, a wonderful verse of scripture. And he says, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. And then in verse 23, which is the last verse and I'll end on that, he says, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It is very simple. Jeremiah remembered God's faithfulness. And it gave him hope. And that's why I said he gives you courage when you are afraid. When everything around you speaks of lack of hope and destruction and you can't even see where hope is coming from, you look up to God and his faithfulness and hope comes back into your life. While I was... um, Preparing this message, this was yesterday night. I remember sitting on my desk and I was typing and all that. And, and, and I, I, I don't, I can't explain this, but it was like God just dropped it on my heart and I saw three faces of three of our church members. And all of a sudden it's like I felt this deep burden in my heart for these three people. I'm not going to mention their names because I don't have to do this, but I can still see the faces in my head. And it was this strong burden for me, and it was about this subject of faithfulness, that they found themselves in a situation, and the burden is so deep in her head. Literally, I could feel it in my spirit at that time. I think I remember I put my hand over my head while I bowed on my table, and my wife was sitting next or somewhere. She was typing away on the computer, doing something else. And she looked at me, and she asked me, said, are you okay? Is there a problem with you? I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm all right. I'm just praying. Because at that time I could sense the burden. And I was talking to God on behalf of these three people that he dropped in my heart. Their faces just came to me. And God told me to remind them that he is a faithful God. That he will see them through. Now, I may not have a full detail of what these people may be going through. But I have that confidence in my heart that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's all I've come to do this morning. Even if this message is for no one else in this church, for those three that I saw over the night in my spirit, with that sense of burden, that's what I've come to declare this morning. And you may ask me, why am I so confident? I will tell you because God is faithful. That's the only reason I've got, nothing else. And because he has never failed, he's not about to fail you. He's not about to disappoint you. He's not about to let you down. And that's why you can have courage when you're going through whatever storms or trials that you are going through. Shall we bow our hearts this morning? And I just want you to reflect on who he is, on his faithfulness to you. I may pray for you in my closet, but you have to see his faithfulness for yourself and experience it for yourself.
Someone else may intercede on your behalf, but you need to see the scriptures and embrace them. Our God is a faithful God. He will be true to his promises. He will be true to what he has spoken. Just let the Holy Spirit of God for just a few seconds this morning to impress it upon your heart that our God is indeed a faithful God. It doesn't matter what's happening around you, in your family, with the people maybe that you pray for and believe on their behalf. Let praise arise in your spirit because God is faithful. And so, Father, I just thank you this morning for reminding us again of your faithfulness. Thank you that when we are afraid, we can take courage, just like Jeremiah. Thank you because your faithfulness keeps and preserves us from the evil one. And Lord, as we leave this place this morning, let us leave knowing that you are always there for us. That through the most difficult of times, Lord, your promises will still remain. That we are safe and secure in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.